Welcome to the Youth Knowledge Project. Today on the Youth Knowledge Project, we have Samson Zhang. He's a 19-year-old software engineer, and on a gap year, he loves to build. And one of his most recent works, including building postulates and updaily, he also loves storytelling. And he's in this community house with amazing young people. So now, welcome, Samsung Zhang. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I know you've had all these accomplishments and all these great works happening, but how would you actually rate yourself five years ago before you started all these? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.、Um, I think I can even go back、uh, like further than five years and say kind of like I feel like where it all、uh, it all kind of started with just with、uh, was with my dad's influence. Uh, so my dad is is kind of a serial entrepreneur, researcher, engineer. He does a bunch of things. But he,、uh, when I was a kid, he always pushed me to、uh, be very like self driven and, and like self、uh, explorative, right? So、um, you know,、uh, just really dive into the things I was learning about.、Um, we had like neighborhood、uh, like garage sale days, and he had me like run like a like a soda stand. Um, and just do all these like random little like research projects and and like business entrepreneurship things,、um, and just you know a lot of the same mindsets that TKS teaches,、um, uh, which is is just kind of funny、uh, that I was kind of already familiar with them when I came in.、Um, just all these things, you know, put yourself out there,、uh, go and go and you know actually start something, go down a path and and try to make something happen, and that's the best way you're going to learn. I think that was a huge influence just the entire way.、Uh, you know, the mindsets that are super helpful for TKS students now. Uh, were really useful for me just as a kid growing up、uh, from my dad's influence. But yeah, five years ago I was in middle school、um, in in New York, and I was.、Uh, it's actually kind of funny. Like five years ago, a lot of the things I did five years ago very much carried over and and like directly influenced what I did today. So、um, I was really obsessed with UI UX design,、uh, which is just a really weird thing for a middle schooler to be obsessed with. But I read tons of medium like case studies and and tutorials and all these things. Made up my made my own mockups and like pirated copy of Photoshop、um, and just did all this for fun.、Um, and just、uh, you know got really good at using some tools.、Um, got you know just read a ton and, and internalized kind of all these、uh, these ideas and like high standards for for UX design, right? And then five years later,、uh, when I'm doing now,、uh, you know I've done a lot of product work, software engineering work.、Um, now you know building out my own my own product, my own app. Um, it's it's like very directly translated over, which is pretty funny. Now I know you mentioned、uh, TKS. Can you, actually all three of us are in this program together? Can you talk a little bit more about TKS and your experience of it? Absolutely, absolutely. So TKS is a really, really cool program. It is a so human accelerator is kind of、uh, what what it calls itself, but it's kind of it's it's like a program for high school students primarily,、um, and and some people who are a little bit older,、um, and it teaches high impact entrepreneurship. So it has a curriculum that revolves around、uh, emerging technologies in the first year. Um, so like AI, quantum computing, blockchain,、uh, lots of other topics, and then、uh, world's biggest problems in the second year. So things like、uh, climate change,、uh, food and water scarcity, maternal mortality, and people go off and it's a lot of self-learning.、Uh, so people are going off and doing tons of their own work,、um, and then lots of other cool opportunities and just you know being surrounded by people.、Uh, yeah, so the people I think like the most special part is that there's this emphasis on. Going out there and impact、uh, impacting billions, right? Actually causing、For、a、sure. positive change in the world,、uh, 
Um, that's something that it's a combination of that. And then like very practical learning and very practical entrepreneurship skills. Um, there's programs for each of those separately, right? There's lots of ambitious social change research, whatever programs. And then there's lots of really rigorous entrepreneurship programs, but TKS is really special. I think for combining both, um, and focusing a lot on just personal development as well. Um, it's a program that, uh, I joined, um, this, this year, um, during my gap year, uh, after graduating from high school. And uh, I, I went straight to the second year program um, since I had, you know, already learned a lot of like the mindsets and, and had some familiarity with it, with the emerging technology, uh, which is in the mm -hmm. first year curriculum. But yeah, it's something I've, I've been a part of and uh, it's, it's definitely been uh, really cool. It's a really unique culture and I've, I've appreciated it a ton. Can you talk about um, your focus at TKS right now? I know a lot of us have like focuses in like world's biggest problems. Um, I'm just curious. What is sure? Yeah. Like? So I did. I did an AI focus in the fall, um, and that was something I was already kind of learning about. I was taking like a machine learning course over the summer, um, and just kept taking some courses. Uh, made like a tutorial, wrote up some articles. I'm um, just kind of from my own understanding, right? My my re rationale being that like everything, like basically every system nowadays uh, uses like AI or uses machine learning in some form, or it can be applied to it. Um, and if you just want to do technical work, right? This is just a very important thing to understand. Um, so that was a uh, that was really fun to do in the fall, and then I did a uh, focus on on wireless power transmission for space solar power. So that was something that I just read about uh, in one of the sessions for this program, and was just just so fascinated by um, the vision for for space solar power being instead of having uh, solar panels on Earth, what if we put them on a satellite, put them in space, where uh, where if you put it in a geosynchronous orbit, there's sunlight ninety percent of the year of the time, right? You don't have to deal with day-night cycles. You don't have to deal with weather. And it's 10 times more intense because the sunlight's not going through the atmosphere and losing all of its energy. So way more reliable, way more intense sunlight. Put the solar panels up in space and then beam it down wirelessly to the Earth, right? It solves a lot of the um, a lot of the, the problems um, with, uh, with terrestrial solar power, right? With it being unreliable due to weather and, and uh, weather and day-night cycles and, and all of that. Um, and just capturing more per surface area. It was a really compelling idea. And then what fascinated me too, was that this had been technically feasible since like the 1980s. Like there had been a reference wow. design published by NASA and, um, and, and the, the, you know, everything I read was like, oh yeah, there's no, there's no fundamental physics breakthroughs that need to be made. The tech has been there. The demonstrations have been there and it just needs to, yeah, I don't know, something needed to happen, right? So I was very curious as to what that something was. So I was looking into that. Mm -hmm. um, turns out like the tech isn't actually <laughs> there. Uh, there. There aren't, there isn't any like, yeah, there aren't any physics breakthrough. There's no like really crazy science that needs to be figured out, but uh, we're just orders of magnitude away from being able to beam power um, over that distance um, or construct a space structure that big. Um, but not not to discredit it at all. I think that these are all like super doable things. And in fact, microwave power transmission is a lot, lot, you know, it sounds crazy at first, but um, like microwave technology is actually really well developed transmitting and receiving microwaves. Um, and if you, you know, if you just adjust like, uh, uh, like, like, just form the beam in a certain way, um, and then receive it in a certain way with receiving antennas, it's, it's actually very straightforward in terms of physics, uh, physics wise to convert um, energy from electricity uh, to microwaves and then back to electricity. And there's been a ton of research done on, on radars, on microwave, uh, microwave uh, transmission for communication satellites, for example. So a lot of the technology is actually, um, in, in terms of physics, in terms of like the, just the core engineering work, it's there, it's very well researched. Um, but you know, there, there do remain like pretty significant gaps for implementing it at a scale that's actually feasible, that actually makes sense for space solar power. But you know, that was something really interesting just for me to look into, um, 
yeah, for me to, to, to look into and, and kind of get a sense of. So, so, so far, though, like you've been already mentioning three different areas or fields that you've been into, like UI UX design, AI, and also the space solar power that you just mentioned. Uh, why do you not focus on one technology and uh, instead like to jump from different technology into the next? Sure, sure. I mean, I focus on them one at a time, right? I definitely didn't, uh, didn't, didn't kind of like do them at the same time. Yeah, but my philosophy is just like go after what what interests you in the moment, right? Because what you're passionate about is all that you can, uh, you know, like that's kind of a condition for learning effectively or for doing effectively. If you're working on something you're not passionate about, it's going to be a real struggle to make any progress in it, right? Especially if it's like a relatively ambiguous problem or a relatively self-driven process, right? With with AI, um, like, yeah, th- yeah, there was a course. AI was actually pretty structured, but, you know, writing articles and stuff, like it was just because I wanted to. That was the core reason, right? Why I like wrote these articles and wrote and made these videos. It was just because like the, the, these were ideas that interested me um, and I wanted to go and go above and beyond and, and like make data visualizations and, and do all these things and actually understand AI. Um, so Space Solar Power, same thing. I, I was There's this thing I was fascinated by and I dropped AI to look into it because I was like, this is more interesting, right? This is like, this is just what I care about at the moment. Um, and, uh, and then software, you know, I've kind of looped back to, to software now, um, building, building out this software startup. And it's because it's the thing that's most exciting to me in the moment. And, um, and, you know, obviously there's a threshold of like how meaningful it is, um, which I think is, is kind of been ingrained in you, right. Or ingrained in me. Um, uh, and, and I think that TKS kind of like pushes us to just have a good baseline for like what we want to do, right? Like we, we naturally want to do interesting work, but if it's interesting enough, uh, you know, there, there's no sense overthinking what you're doing in the moment. Just go after what brings you energy, brings you excitement, do it well. And that's how you're going to learn the most and make the biggest impact. Yeah. You keep mentioning, um, you keep mentioning postulate and you're like software startup. Um, do you want to like take us down that road and tell us a bit more about postulate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So postulate is a software startup I've been working full-time on for about, uh, let's see, uh, in like January, February, it's like two, three months now. Um, so the basic, the, the, the pitch for postulate is, um, so we all, okay. We all, we all take notes, right? We, we, we are constantly consuming tons of information, having good conversations, reading good articles. And well, when we have an interesting thought, we'll jot it down in a note-taking system. So like in notion or an Apple notes or something, the problem is once you jot down a private note, there's a very good chance that you're never going to see it again. <laughs> right, it's it's just right. going to be in your your note taking system. You're going to forget about it. You're you're never going to do anything with that note, no matter how interesting it was for you in the moment. And it's just forgotten about, right? And this is a lot of the way that, or, or you don't write down the note at all in a lot of cases. And this is a way that most people go through their lives, right, and go through having these conversations and experiences and just losing all of that knowledge over time. Um, so private notes, you know, right now with note taking tools, like they they're not actually effective in re- helping you retain knowledge. Uh, the Mm-hmm. What is effective for retaining knowledge is publishing it, right? An idea sitting in a private uh, note-taking software isn't doing anything. Nobody's seeing it. You're not acting on it. But if you publish it, if you put it out in a blog post, people are going to read it. People are going to interact with it. You're going to remember it much better. Um, it's just good on all fronts. And that's why people who are really prolific uh, thinkers um, and, and uh, doers, right, thought leaders are also prolific writers, right? They go hand in hand. Uh, but um, yeah, and there's a lot of people who know this, right, and want to write more, want to publish more, want to turn their thoughts into writing but they find it hard to do so, right? Because it, it, it feels pretty hard to write, right? It takes a lot of energy and it's it, it's very easy to feel like you don't have time or you just can't summon like the passion and, and 
just don't write. Um, but my idea is that like the, the, another reason is just that there's no good tool for it, right? There's tons of really great note-taking and drafting apps and tons of really great publishing apps, but there's nothing bridging the two. And there's no tool that's actually designed to help you turn your private thoughts and notes into published writing. So that's where, that's the gap that Postulate fills, right? It's a note-taking app that's explicitly designed to help you publish your content. Um, and it has a publishing system, publishing platform built into it uh, that, you know, is, is going to compete with, with Medium uh, and, and Substack and any other place that you would publish. Um, and, you know, the prop being that there's a whole note-taking system attached going backwards that's actually built out. So it's something that kind of on one end, uh, you know, competes with like Notion, Roam, all these other tools. On the other end, Medium, Substack, anywhere you would publish. And I think it's like there's there hasn't been that innovation in, uh, there hasn't really been like much innovation on the publishing side, right? Medium and Substack, they're really basic. It's really easy to replicate that same level of experience. Um, so yeah, building this out. Um, and then the eventual vision is for this to become, uh, to, to spur kind of a movement of open source knowledge, right? It's like, instead of private notes being the default, when we learn about something, what if, 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 when you start to learn about something, when you have an interesting thought or conversation, your instinct is to publish it, right? What if everyone on earth did that, right? As the default or everyone who, uh, you know, is learning things, um, in the same way that GitHub, uh, right. It would have been unthinkable like before GitHub, you think, oh, why would I publish my code? Right. Why would I document my code and, and put it online for people to see? But after GitHub, that's the default, right? Every developer does this. Uh, if they're just working on a personal project, they're going to throw it up on GitHub and open source it. And as a result, uh, just the, it's so much easier to get into development um, and just open source. Uh, the open source movement has done so much for code and, and for development work. And Postulate aims to, to do the same for uh, note taking and knowledge work in general. And so, yeah, so I've been working at full time for two, three months, uh, open up, we soft launched it to beta testers, uh, for like four and a half weeks ago at this point. So there's been beta testers on the platform, um, trying it out, giving feedback. Uh, it's been really great. Um, just even to get that basic validation, right. Seeing people, um, get the vision, seeing people actually find this useful for, for themselves and, and publish a lot more than they, uh, they were doing before. Um, it's just really great to see. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, now, uh, there's like a conference I'm going to in, in a few weeks. Um, I've been talking to a few investors, uh, hopefully getting, uh, raising like angel or pre-seed money sometime soon. Um, but yeah, that's, that's posture. That's what I've been working on, uh, most recently. That's very awesome. That's very awesome. So what's your actual vision, future vision for postulate and what's going to become? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what I was saying with like GitHub for knowledge, right? It's, it's meant to be as ubiquitous of a platform for knowledge as GitHub is for code. So GitHub is, is the, the place to publish code. Um, and, and the, you know, it's like, if you're working on a coding project, um, if it gets to any size, your instinct is going to be to make a GitHub repository and put your code in that repository. Um, so the vision right. for Postulate is eventually, uh, you know, we want it to be like, if someone is researching something, if someone is learning something, their instinct is to go and make a Postulate project and publish their thing, your, their thoughts on Postulate and create this platform of open source knowledge where anyone can go um, and access, uh, you know, other people's thoughts, other people's experiences as they've learned them, right? If they publish the, them as they go, uh, it's this vision of, of open source knowledge that, uh, that, you know, really, really leverages the internet for like, for, for how it's kind of designed, how it's most powerful, right? Is in connecting everything together, is in like, uh, you know, putting like interconnected webs of knowledge um, accessible to everyone and really easy to contribute to. You got to get me on that. Like, I really want to try postulate now. Like, I've heard about it before. I've seen, like, your Twitter posts and all. Um, 
but now like knowing more about it I just want to try it out because I know that I'm having a hard time with like note-taking and um even like publishing my work I feel like this will definitely help a lot of people uh-huh. like me um for sure yeah are you on the wait list you... if you go to poshlet.us no, you I can agree. sign up for the wait list poshlet.us <laughs> Call 1-800-POSHLET.US. No, don't. That's not a number. But go to POSHLET.US <laughs> and sign up for the waitlist. Yeah, I'll definitely go on that waitlist. Um, right after this call, I am going to go and go on POSHLET. Awesome, awesome. Definitely join the waitlist. I'll sign up for POSHLET. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I know that you're uh, living in a community house right now with like a bunch of young and like passionate people. Um, it's called Edify, mm-hmm. right? Um, how is it there? Like, how experience um, been living with like like-minded people? Yeah, it's been really great. Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways it's like a college campus or like a college like micro campus, which um, in in some ways it was meant to replace. Right? Uh, you know, all of us, a bunch of us are students. Some of us are dropouts um, because of the, the pandemic or just because we're out of school, one way or another. Uh, we don't have access to you know a traditional school campus where we would be surrounded by people our age who are, you know, someone ambitious, like doing someone interesting things. Um, and so it's very much like replicating that environment, right? And, and comes mm-hmm. with all the good parts of just living with interesting people. So for one, it's just fun, <laughs> right? It's like when you're actually physically with people, um, you can just uh, you can, like, cook together, have work like workouts together, go places together, and just like grocery runs, uh, just have conversations because you're in the same space. Um, and just, it's just very nice to physically be with other people. Um, uh, but for another, you know, it, it came at a very good spot in my career. So it's primarily, a, a, a most, so 12 out of 14 people in this house are like technical, right? Like they work with software in one way or another, mm-hmm. um, which is not, not part of, it, it's not Edify at its core is, is not a tech house. Um, and we're actually expanding to five houses this summer and, uh, and a, a very a significant chunk of our participants are not technical people. They're not developers. Um, they're, you know, artists, writers, uh, uh, activists, uh, all sorts of other people. So um, tech is not at the core of Edify, but this first pilot house happened to be uh, mostly a group of tech people. And that was perfect for uh, perfect um, in terms of just where I am in my career, having just quit my full-time job and uh, launched the startup. There was a call I had with the VC where uh, in the morning, 30 minutes before the call, I went to the common room and, uh, and, and asked for advice. And, you know, there's like housemates who have uh, launched and sold startups or housemates who have seen companies go through fundraising fundraising rounds um, and have like talked with VCs or had worked in VC. And so, you know, you can imagine like how useful that is uh, when I was trying to, you know, for the first time kind of dealing with VC and dealing with fundraising Uh, for other people. I know like there's two people who have been like learning dev while they're here. um, And it's super, super useful to have other devs around who can provide technical advice. Um, So yeah, there's those concrete benefits, right. And just bouncing ideas off of each other, um, getting a sense of each other's experiences, right. People coming from uh, all different, uh, well, kind of in the same range, but slightly different, like stages in their life, right? They've seen very different things. Mm-hmm. And there's just tons to be gained, uh, just from being around those people, uh, having conversations with them, uh, working on projects with them, uh, talking with them for advice. And yeah, it's it's been really great. But yeah, I actually have like one more question for you, because I'm actually super curious to know this about like different people and how um, it definitely changes mm-hmm. like, your journey. What motivates you to like, get out of bed in the morning but sure sure (laughs) i mean loki that's something i've been struggling with lately um it's definitely yeah it's definitely um you know this is something i've definitely like questioned myself right and have been trying to figure out 
um, and just very literally have had trouble like getting out of bed in the morning. But in general, I think just what brings me joy is just creating things, right? Uh, whether it's like uh, software um, or I enjoy writing a lot. I enjoy uh, like music a lot. Um, I'll make, you know, there's like a, there's yes, like people on the podcast won't know, but there's like a guitar sitting right here. Um, Ooh. there's like, uh, yeah, I enjoy just like playing random stuff on piano. Um, and just, yeah, just the act of, of making something right. Um, just working on something and, and making it happen. Um, it, yeah, it, it brings me joy. Um, and you know, whenever I'm in a slump, even cooking, even cooking, just taking stuff and, and like making cookies or like making a meal. Um, I, I enjoy cooking a ton. Um, it's just, it's just really nice. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's a very high level answer, but at this point, um, you know, uh, yeah, sometimes you just got to appreciate the the simple things, right? Whatever brings you joy and whatever keeps you going. Oh, you just got to appreciate the simple things. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, there, there are obviously like higher level ambitions, right? It's like, hey, you know, I have all these resources. I have things and uh, specific problems I'm really passionate about, right? Uh, problems that I, I've kind of like seen, uh, I don't know, like like political discourse, um, really like media studies is one thing I'm really passionate about. Um, and you know, that's something that I'll, I'll very likely go to college to study. So, and, and you know, right now I'm building partial and really passionate about this problem I'm working on. So there's, there's things that I'm passionate about for sure. Um, that, you know, in the short term, uh, get me excited, give me energy. And I just kind of continuously seek out those kind of things. But yeah, in general, it's, it's making things happen. Uh, it's, it's being around people. Um, it's, um, yeah, being around people, uh, it's like pushing myself. Uh, specifically for, for running is like what what was on my mind there it's like i really really enjoy just like pushing pushing myself hard in that way and just but even then it's like building something up right it's like improving improving myself improving my body um and, and kind of achieving that standard of excellence but um yeah it's just just creation uh making things happen making good things happen is is uh what brings me joy Okay. It was awesome having you here, Samson. Um, I can't wait to see like what you come up with in like the next five to ten years. Like it seems like you're right. definitely gonna make some change in this world, and I'm definitely excited for you to see how your life is. Thank you, thank out. you so much. Yeah, and thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, appreciated you guys taking the time to, to chat with me and having me be your uh, your, your pilot guest. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm excited to see what comes in the next five to ten years too. I, I have no idea what's gonna happen, so. You know, we can look forward to it together. If you want to support more young innovators like our guests today, please follow our podcasts on all platforms. Also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn to stay updated on the Youth Knowledge Project and to keep up with the next generation of young game changers. Remember to watch out for new episodes coming out every Wednesday. See ya! See ya!